0: welcome to the Beverly Hills plastic surgery podcast I am here today live with dr. Millicent Ravello dr Ravello how are you doing
1: I'm doing great how are you
0: I am doing really well we had a bit of a rough start this morning
1: oh let's say that we were we were supposed to have a surgery this morning you and I yes um, at a local hospital and we'll remain who will remain nameless we will remain nameless <laughs> and I got a call from the patient at 5.30 this morning, not feeling too well, and uh, case was canceled. So we met up somewhere else instead. Yeah,
0: so th- th- it was like, <laughs> all right, see you at the gym. <laughs> so that was it.
1: So we, uh, no OR? Of, no, instead of operating together, we uh, ended up at Equinox. <laughs> that
0: was good. I did not want to partake of the cycling class that no. you were into. That, no, that, that looked good- like it was going to be pretty hard.
1: That was a good class. I'm glad I snuck into that one. I'd rather have an operating, but Me a too. spin class was a good backup.
0: So I did weights, and uh, I did the uh, elliptical trainer so as to not beat on my knees too badly because I beat on them enough with that orange theory I do. But uh, it was good to do some weights, and then uh, here we are.
1: And then here we are, and then we had a full day of patience.
0: And I did a little operation.
1: little operation, and, uh, and then here we are.
0: Doing it live podcast, mm-hmm. which we are going to talk about based on suggestions from the listeners. We're going to talk about oncoplastic breast reconstruction.
1: Yes. Oncoplastic reduction, oncoplastic reconstruction is a type of breast reconstruction for breast cancer patients. And the idea is is that you are taking someone who has large breasts and doing what would typically be considered a breast reduction, but in a way that also allows the cancer surgeon, the oncologic surgeon, to get out the cancer. So these are patients that have a diagnosis of breast cancer and they are a candidate for what's called a lumpectomy lumpectomy partial mastectomy they're used interchangeably and the cancer is removed as part of the breast and then the patient goes on to get radiation afterwards and in the properly selected patients that has equal outcomes to a mastectomy so
0: equal outcomes in terms of survivability in terms of, of survival their of their cancer of
1: their cancer correct
0: we're going to discuss the cosmetic and reconstructive outcomes yes s- separately
1: yes and <laughs> These patients who fall into this category typically have large breasts and they may have qualified for a therapeutic breast reduction just based on the size of their breasts alone. And these patients, especially if they're only having a unilateral breast surgery, are very hard to do a full-blown mastectomy reconstruction on. So if they were to have a mastectomy, remove all of their breast tissue, they are very hard to do a reconstruction on, especially if you're using implants. Because you can never get symmetry to the opposite side. The opposite side is a large, natural breast, and then the mastectomy side is a firm, high-sitting implant. And no matter what you do, you can never get a good cosmetic symmetry pr- reduction procedure. So in these patients, they're great candidates for this. So we do the reduction, we take out the extra breast tissue, we lift the nipple areolar complex, and the specimen that is removed is the cancer specimen.
0: Right. And that that's the key, is that this is a Cancer operation. It is first and foremost. First and
1: foremost, cancer operation. And it's great for that because it really gives the cancer surgeons free reign to take as much tissue as they want. A lot of times if we're not doing this in combination, or maybe the patient has smaller breasts, you know, they're a little sometimes they can be a little nervous about taking too much tissue and leaving the patient with a very deformed breast afterwards, which does happen. This is like, hey, I'm going to come in after you. I'm going to put this whole breast back together. You do whatever you need to do. And they love it because they can take big, giant margins. They're comfortable with how much breast tissue they removed to prevent future recurrence. And so it's a win for them, and it's a win for the patient because when I come in and put the breast back together, it's put back together in a very aesthetic fashion while also giving them a breast reduction.
0: How often are you doing contralateral procedures operating on the other breast?
1: For the breast reduction?
0: Like you, you're doing, let's say it's a right uh, ductal carcinoma or whatever, some, something bad, invasive ductal uh, carcinoma, and you're going to have a unilateral um, oncoplastic resection and reconstruction. How often will you say, and I need to operate on the other breast because th- this one's never going to look like that one?
1: If I'm doing an oncoplastic reduction, 100 percent of the time. There you so go. at the same time that uh, we deal with the cancer breast, and I do the reduction and the rearrangement, I will do a symmetrizing reduction on the other side. And so when the patient symmetrizing. comes, symmetrizing is that a
0: word? I like, yeah, I like it. Symmetrizing. symmetrizing. You
1: have an oncoplastic reduction and a symmetrizing reduction. Nice. And when the patient comes out of the OR, their cancer is gone. An and operation they...
0: that creates symmetry.
1: Yes, doctor. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs>
0: I like that lingo. I'm, I'm down oh, with yeah, that. Are you going to use that? All right. Cool. Um,
1: yeah. When, they, when they're symmetric. When they're are we are we good? All
0: right, we're good. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to like air that out. One more time. And, yeah. No, no, it's all good.
1: Um, when we come out of the OR, the patient has the cancer gone, and um, usually two very beautifully reduced breasts that are symmetric, and it's uh, it's a really really great procedure, um, kind of the you know. Dogism, or, you know, mantra for breast reconstruction is that small-breasted women should have a mastectomy with reconstruction. Large-breasted women should have lumpectomy and reduction because it just makes everything look so much better.
0: (sighs) Okay, but there's, like, I want to go through, like, caveat after caveat on this one. Tell me about radiation to the reconstructed breast versus not radiating the other
1: breast? Good question, doctor. So the treatment of a breast cancer that is being treated with a lumpectomy, not removing the whole breast, just a lumpectomy, has to be followed by radiation. And that is clear-cut, literature-databased. If you just do the lumpectomy alone and forego the radiation, your recurrence rates are much, much higher. So Absolutely. the treatment plan is lumpectomy radiation like that's it and if you don't want to do the radiation then you need to consider the mastectomy so once we've done the breast reduction on the side that has the cancer patients are usually given four to six weeks to heal and then they go on to do the radiation to the breast radiation it can do a couple of things to the breast every once in a while it'll make it a little bit swollen and bigger but classically it makes it a little bit smaller it shrinks the breast Um, So with that in mind, whenever possible, I like to make that breast about 10% larger than the other side Mm. with the expectation that that breast will shrink after radiation.
0: Whether it's with implants or the reduction. With the reduction. do Do you necessarily use an implant when you're using an implant for the other side? Let's say you're doing an oncoplastic Reduction, and you're going to put an implant in, and then radiate. Do you necessarily put one on the other side?
1: I would never put an implant in an oncoplastic reduction.
0: That's very good. <laughs>
1: did I very pass my good. boards? Very good, you
0: did. Because <laughs> I, I cannot stand that. I really can't. I because people do.
1: Yeah, and I. I mean, hey, I've, I've radiated implants. I've radiated Ugh. tissue expanders. It's um, never. It's never happy. It's never great, and I have to. You know, I am unhappy with the outcome. The patients aren't happy with it. And but sometimes you know we've a lot of times patients we 've gone through the reconstruction routes, and this was what everybody has decided they That's want right. to do, and we all are aware of what the risk complications are but it is it 's difficult radiation is is great for cancer it is not a plastic surgeon 's friend
0: no I mean radiation can cause all kinds of problems it can like you said it can shrink the tissue it can make it harder and scar it in more it can cause wounds that Mm -hmm. don't heal radiation necrosis and trying to get symmetry with radiation and implants is really tough
1: impossible radiation with the oncoplastic reduction is good though like in terms of symmetrizing and keeping the breast more or less the same it's really it's when you add the radiation to the implants um, that you have massive problems. But radiating a breast without an implant, you know, it's it's generally well-tolerated and the results can still last. Um, I do always like to say that this is still a cancer surgery and it's not necessarily a straightforward breast reduction. A breast reduction comes with its own inherent risks and complications and those risks and complications are usually a little bit more when you add a cancer surgery because the, again, the goal is to remove the cancer, and the cancer surgeon has to do that by whatever means he needs to. And so sometimes that ends up taking out more breast tissue than maybe I would have with the breast reduction, or it takes away breast tissue that provides blood supply to the skin or to the nipple. Now, usually I can work around that. The nipple has four main sources of blood supply. I just need one. So if the surgeon's taken out the other three, I can work with one. Um, I can usually find a way to make the nipple survive on that one remaining blood supply But sometimes it's still a struggle or sometimes the skin flaps just don't have enough blood supply because the cancer got close to one of the skin margins And they had to take a thin, you know area So it is a little bit higher risk from wound healing and nipple issues Um, But even with that, it's still a pretty high satisfaction surgery
0: for sure And that's why this kind of developed, you know, it was a uh the concept is, you know, if we don't have to take off the breast, then let's try to find a way to make things uh, really look great long term because, yeah. you know, a lot of women are getting breast cancer in younger years. Young. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely really occurring young. much younger. And so you want to have your breasts as long as you possibly can. I mean, a mastectomy in your 30s is not not fun. You know, that's not a great, op- you know, it's just not a great option if but, you can do something to preserve the breast tissue and preserve the look and make it work, absolutely that would be the way ideal. To
1: be. And but to be fair, not everyone's a candidate. You have to have large breasts. Um, if you are small to medium sized breasts, you're not someone who would ever need a breast reduction, anyways. So it's a little bit trickier to take out as much as the doctor needs to take out the cancer doctor. And then still do an adequate breast reduction surgery. So you you do need to have breasts on the larger size, talking you know D sized plus breasts. Yeah, there's got to be some tissue to there's work. Got to be something left to work with. Otherwise, you are in the more towards mastectomy um, candidate.
0: You're never going to be faulted for doing a mastectomy when it comes to cancer. You know yeah. that's very very rare that somebody's going to be like, ah, oh, that was the wrong operation and i've i've seen a lot of recurrences um in these sort of you know lumpectomy radiation and and they're controllable but you know I, I i'm sort of old school on this one i i always feel sort of uncomfortable it's like oh don't you think we should just like get rid of the cancer stuff altogether? And how do you feel about that
1: you know i i have this thing and and my cancer surgeons and the the hospital I'm part of, we are a a breast cancer center of excellence. And so we have some rules we kind of have to follow to maintain that accreditation. And one of the things they look at is how many bilateral mastectomies you do and whether or not they're actually indicated. And a contralateral mastectomy in the non-cancer breast is not indicated just because the plastic surgeon or the patient wants to get symmetry, which is unfortunate because the unilateral mastectomy with reconstruction and implants is so hard to get symmetry to the opposite side. Totally. It's so hard. And especially if you have a patient that's anxious about their diagnosis, that might be younger and has 60 more years left to worry about getting breast cancer. My recommendation was always, hey, if this is something you're really worried about, just... Do both. You're young. You have a whole life ahead of you. You can get a much better cosmetic result if you do both sides because you're working from the same starting point and the symmetry is so much better. But then I kind of got yelled at by the cancer doctors. And they're like, Dr. Ravel, you can't just offer some <laughs> of these contralateral mastectomies for symmetry because we're getting dinged for it. There has to be an actual reason, a genetic susceptibility, high risk for cancer, that Qualifies them for the contralateral side. Got it. So, in that case, if I'm not allowed to recommend a contralateral mastectomy for symmetry, if you're going to do a mastectomy, it's usually better if you have smaller breasts that you're creating with implant reconstruction got it if you have larger breasts and you're doing a unilateral one-sided only mastectomy the oncoplastic is a good option if you're not a candidate for that then sometimes you might want to think about free flap reconstructions but even then if you are Do
0: I have to think about free flap reconstruction?
1: You do not. Cuz I don't want to. <laughs> no, you don't. I have
0: I've did my time. Yeah.
1: It's it's hard. Breast reconstruction <laughs> is is a hard and if you asked 100 plastic surgeons their opinion on any given patient, you know, you'll get 100 different responses. There's Definitely. no right or wrong way per se to attack this. It really is dependent on the patient, on their cancer diagnosis, on their breasts and their morphology and their comfort level with what level of risk of potential recurrence they're willing to accept.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's really true because it is, and what I tell all of the patients that I work in, because I don't do free flap reconstruction anymore. If they need that, I send them to some people that do that all the time. Uh, I think that they have to understand that a breast reconstruction is always a work in progress oh, always for life yes because you're you're making um the breast mound and the and even the nipple areolar complex and the entire breast construct because i'm going to say that it's a construct because it is not it a is. breast yeah you're making that out of you know different tissues different devices
1: None of parts, which, yeah,
0: none of which are going to age naturally because no. they're, not natural. they're not natural so you have to understand that as a as a reconstructed patient that you will be with your breast surgeon, your breast recon surgeon for for life, really, you know,
1: if you're using implants, so these yeah, oncoplastic sure. reduction patients they're basically you know they kind of get the high five after six well, to twelve true. months, hey you're doing good, scars are great, you know. Call me if you need me. That's right. <laughs>
0: Let's hope we never hear from that again. Come of in course, for your facelift.
1: Time, age, gravity, you know, things may need to be re-reduced and re-lifted. But generally not. And here, and that's the other thing, too, because I actually saw a patient for a consult last week who had her lumpectomy, didn't do the oncoplast. It just had a straightforward lumpectomy, had her radiation afterwards, and then came back in and was like, oh, someone told me that I could have a breast reduction afterwards for my lumpectomy defect. I was like, I don't know who told you that, but that was that's not okay because now you've radiated that breast, Ugh. and once you've radi- a, radiated a breast, anything really, you lose blood supply, you lose the elasticity of the tissues, yeah. and trying to go in and make anything work in that breast is very challenging because you just don't have the blood supply to heal your wounds, to keep your nipple alive, and I was, I was kind of stuck. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but like we can't really reduce this breast yeah. after it's been radiated. So if you're at all thinking about doing this reduction, this is not like a oh maybe I'll do it after radiation. Like that bridge has been burned. For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's a really uh good discussion and I think for people that are considering oncoplastic reconstruction, I think this is very helpful. Um I do wanna say that I think this is a very important discussion to have because Again, that term, oncoplastic, oncoplastic reconstruction, is kind of thrown around, and I don't think patients really understand it. You know, I, well,
1: it's, it's, two term, it's two terminologies. You're taking oncology, which is cancer, um, and then plastic, which is plastic surgery. So you're doing an oncoplastic reduction. You are doing a cancer surgery with a plastic surgery eye to reduce the breast. You know,
0: And most important, and first and foremost, taking care of the cancer.
1: First and foremost, removing the cancer to so yes. as much as you can.
0: I'm good. Anything else you want to add to that discussion? No. I think we kind of got it. All right, cool. Well, for our 101st <laughs> episode of the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, we are coming to you from the nine hundred two 90210. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. If you want to reach Dr. Ravello or myself, we're available for consultations. We can also be reached through the websites. Dr. Ravello, what's your website?
1: My website is RovelloPlasticSurgery.com, and the phone number to reach us here in the office is 310-954-1355.
0: And I do want to mention Rock Spa, which is the sponsor, truly the financial backer of this podcast. And Rock Spa is the MediSpa that's located both in Newport Beach and Beverly Hills, providing Botox, fillers, lasers, microneedling, esthetician services like hydrofacials. We have incredible people. They do great stuff. And I highly recommend taking a look at the websites, RockSpaNewportBeach.com or RockSpaBeverlyHills.com. All the information is also on my website, DrCalvert.com.
1: Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com. Code S-T-A-P-L-E. Two zero.